bless them for the wall, the wall of salvation. And we bless him for the gates of praise. Bless him today for, for everything that he's saying and everything that he's doing in our midst as a people. We don't take lightly the outpouring of his spirit. Amen. Anybody understand that we are we are in an outpouring of his spirit? Amen. This is it is an outpouring of the spirit of the living God and and so so we're just thankful on today just for that and him gifting us with that and trusting us with that and allowing us the opportunity to steward that which he's saying and doing. Amen. Um, I want to get in to what I want to get into, and that is uh, Acts chapter 17. And this is kind of off, what I would say, off the map of what I've been teaching to a degree, but it, it's right where I believe God wants us to be, amen, based off of how he's leading and guiding Leading and guiding us right now. Acts chapter 17, verse 27 and 28. One, one verse is maybe not as familiar, but the next, the last verse will be very familiar. Um, as we deal with those two verses. Acts chapter 17 and verse number 27. We'll start there. The Bible reads that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Verse 28. For in him, everybody say in him. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. Father, we thank you that you seal this thing that you're saying even on tonight, Lord God, and, and we'll bless you for it. It's in the mighty name of Jesus we pray and all of God's people say amen. 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 You may be seated uh, in the house of the Lord. And I, I want to re- revisit something really, really fast before I jump into uh, what it is uh, that, that um, before I, I jump into the, uh, if you would, um, the breaking down of the, those two verses, I want to revisit the idea of inspiration and tell you why understanding that is so important to the message that, and, and what I'm going to share with you tonight. Everybody say Inspiration. It's something that I've already um, dealt with, but I want to deal with it again because of where we are, and I feel like that it makes so much sense. Um, um, Everybody say inspiration. Inspiration Inspiration is when the Holy Spirit, watch this, the Bible talks about, as a matter of fact, before I um, say that, the Bible says that holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Spirit. Inspiration. 
They were inspired. Amen. And therefore they spoke. And so I want to deal a little bit with, with, with that inspiration. Inspiration is when the Holy Spirit speaks out of you in a moment, in a moment of praise passion. He speaks out of you in a, in a moment of worship passion. He speaks out of you in a moment of meditative passion. Passion ain't always clapping and, and dancing and singing. Sometimes passion is just your inward focus on what God has said and you now being intimate with that which God has spoken in your life. So inspiration is when the Holy Spirit speaks out of you in a moment of praise passion, worship passion, meditative passion. Watch this. A reality that is substantially void of your complete understanding at the time you speak it. You don't completely understand what you say when you say it when you are now unctioned by inspiration. It's when you speak in moments, spiritual realities, that you don't understand the meaning of at the moment you spoke it. What you speak at a moment of inspiration, watch this, you have to spend time after that moment unpacking the meaning of what you said at that moment. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the unto us a child is born unto us a son is given Isaiah was speaking by inspiration he did not understand what he was saying thou will not leave my soul in hell neither will I suffer thy holy one to see corruption uh, he was speaking by inspiration he did not completely understand what he was saying and a virgin shall have a baby he was speaking by inspiration Inspiration literally are gushings of the heart. Everybody say gushings. My God, that's a good way to say it. Uh, inspirations are gushings of the heart. It's when statements of divine reality, either gush, better word for it, is rushed out of our mouth before they can be analyzed by our mind. It shoots out before you can think about what you're saying because if you think about what you're saying, you won't say it. So so now what a gushing is, is when now you're in a place of passion with God. And you're glorifying God. And in that intimacy, you mess around and touch a gushing. And you begin to prophesy things and declare things in the earth that if you took the time to think about, you would not have said Everybody understand what I'm saying? Why? Why is that so important? Because gushings of the heart, the, the reason why God now wants us to have gushings of the heart is because they, they, the, the reason why we need to now have those uh, experiences is because either they don't make complete sense to us, number one, or they violate previous perspectives that we have now honored, number two. And if I, if I think about it, I won't say it because it violates a previous perspective, or if I think about it, I won't say it because it doesn't make sense to me. So when our heart gushes through passion uh, only by way of reflection after I say it, do we understand the depth of what we said or what rushed out of our mouth. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Gushings are necessary. Uh, glory be to God. I'm, I'm trying to help us because God is bringing us into a season of gushing, and I'm going to help you understand that in a minute. Gushings are necessary because they enable us to 
declare what would never come to our mind or what we would never think to speak. They now enable us to declare things that would never come to our mind or we would think to speak. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. There are There is a realm called exceedingly abundant. But the problem is my asking can't unlock it, nor can my thinking unlock it, but my gushing can unlock it. When I begin to tap into God in a measure where I begin to declare things out of my heart that I did not analyze with my mind, I can begin to unlock the exceeding and abundance of God. It, it allows us to declare what would never even have come to our mind, nor would we think to ask about. See, I, I'm here to tell you right now, amen, some of you are experiencing gushings. Uh, even right now in the name of Jesus, while you've been worshiping, all of a sudden a gushing comes forth, and, and you're like Dwayne, and you see a vision of hands coming up under the church and putting its hands under the church and something gushes out of your mouth and says, we're going to purchase this church and it's going to be fast, easy, and it ain't going to cost as much as it, they say it's going to cost. That didn't come from your mind, brother. That came from your heart in intimacy. It was a gushing. What I need y'all to understand right now is God within this outpouring of adulation is releasing a grace of gushing. Glory be to God. Where prophecies begin to be released out of your mouth by gushing. Where miracles begin to be declared and enforced out of your mouth by gushing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Words of wisdom and knowledge begin to be spoken out of your mouth by gushing. I'm here to tell you some of you are going to be singing on this praise team and you're going to be so tapped into God that singing is going to turn into prophecy in a moment and you're going to begin to decree and declare everybody in the room has back pain turn around one time and after you turn around that one time God is going to heal your back you would dare not say that if it was not so but I'm here to tell you gushings are coming just like that Gushings are coming like that. There, this gushing grace isn't released unto us so we can study better. This gushing grace is coming so we can love deeper. I'm here to tell go about that. This ain't going to make your study habits better. This ain't going to make you a better devotional person, a better person with following your devotional plan. None of that stuff. This is going to give you grace to love deeper, to pursue with greater passion Jesus the King and his kingdom. Y'all hear what I'm saying? As we say yes to this greater passion, we'll begin to experience the glory of gushing. There's going to be people on this altar that you're going to gush prophetic words about family members that you have never met. And it's going to happen because it was a... It was a gushing. It was a gushing. It was a gushing. It was a gushing. i never forget I was in, in, in the car with one of my, my friends. We had just left the gym. Came back from the gym. We're in the midst of 21-day consecration. We began to bless the Lord. It's the middle of winter, obviously, because consecration is usually in January. And so, man, this, this joker was three times my size. He trained me and taught me how to train. I'm talking about monstrous man. He's a monstrous man. 
He's on the driver's side. Gabriel, I'm in the passenger side. We begin to bless the Lord. And it was such a high glory that began to hit that we were rocking. The, 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 the car start, windows started fogging up. We were rocking the boat. Two big old jokers just left the gym, stiff from lifting weights. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can imagine what people thought as they walked by. These two big old muscle-bound men rocking this car. What in the world is wrong with them? And then in the middle of it, a gushing. God said, call your brother and tell him whatever he's about to do, don't do it because he's going to ruin his life. I hadn't seen my brother in three years. He had went out to Utah, called him, and told him what I said. Three days later, he was saved coming home. Because he said, there's no way you could have known what I was about to do had not God shared it with you. But it was not because I was praying for my brother. It was not because I wanted to see somebody help. I was just in passion with God. And a good shit came up and said, stop the press. Call him right now and speak this into his life. And everything. He's releasing a grace of gushing. Where the word of God gushes from the heart, listen to this, out of the mouth, completely untouched by intellectualism of the mind. The mind won't touch it, it's just going to gush. Because the mind can't handle it. Thy mind will analyze it and stop you from speaking it. So it has to be something that gushes. So we begin to declare into the earth that which is above and beyond what we can ask or think through our gushings. Gushing is the fruit of a root called excessiveness. It's excessiveness that accesses exceedingness. Amen. Never forget that. Glory be to God. When we are in those high worship moments, gushing begins to break out in people's lives. God begins to tell you to call people. God begins to tell you, lay your hands on somebody's back. God begins to tell you, pray for this individual. God begins to tell you, God we got to decree this over individuals like they're gushings of a supernatural nature. The reason why I said that... Um, Marche is because God gushed something out of my mouth last Wednesday that I didn't understand completely when he said it out of my mouth. And it wasn't until I talked to my wife afterwards, I asked her, well, what'd you get out the message? She said it was something that wasn't really on topic. You said we're too far in him to miss him. And I said... And God began to help me to understand that that was a gushing of the spirit that I really don't need to move on from. I got to sit there and allow that to be unpacked out of my spirit. We're too far in him to miss him so we can't miss him. Is what gushed out of my heart. As I begin to experience the glory that was reserved that didn't fall on Sunday. Because a lot of people think we missed him Sunday because there were things happening in the spirit that didn't happen in the natural. And we walked away from it. But God said, no, 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 no. You didn't miss me. I'm going to hold it until next time y'all get together. Get the fragments up because ain't nothing going to be wasted in it. There's not one drip of the move of God that's going to be wasted in this season, whether we get it tonight or not. 
we're too far in him to miss him. And then God began to bring this in my spirit about being in him. It brings me to Acts chapter 17, verse number 20, 28. Acts chapter 17, verse number 28. It says, for in him. Everybody say, in him. Jesus, right? We live and move and have our being. In the name of Jesus is more than a statement we place at the end of a sentence we want to add power to. If I really want to add power to what I'm saying, after I say it, I'm going to say, in the name of Jesus. In a deep, strong, powerful, in the name of Jesus. Right? It's not something we place on the end of a statement to add power to its statement. In the name of Jesus is a declaration of a permanent location through Christ's atoning work on the cross. In the name of Jesus is a permanent location. I'm going to say that in, in, the, in the name of Jesus is a location. In the name of Jesus is a location that we live the rest of our life from once we We've yielded ourselves to the Lord. Glory be to God. It is a statement of the perfectly complete and all-sufficient atonement of Jesus Christ. It is a statement of the perfectly complete, all-sufficient atonement of Jesus Christ. I, by grace, through faith, am able to do the rest of my life in Him. I'm in Him right now. Guess what? I'm asleep, and when I go to sleep, I'm going to sleep in Him. When I get up in the morning in Him. When I brush my teeth in Him. When I do business in Him. It is now a permanent location. It is not what I say when I want to sound deep and get a point across. We're, we're too far in Him to miss Him. What I need you to understand is we can't miss the move of God. What I need you to understand is we can't miss the promise of God. You can't miss your window of opportunity. You can't miss your destiny. You're too far in him to miss him. I wish I could get somebody in here that would really grab a hold of that and bless the Lord for that. I don't want to miss them. I don't want to miss them. I don't want to. We built a whole religious expression out of make sure you don't miss the move of God. What if I can't miss it? Uh, we're too far in them to miss them. And a lot of people say, well, that, that don't make sense. Uh, the best way I can explain it is like this. Being in him is like being in this church building. All right? In him I live, move, and have my being. Being in him is like being in this church building because he's bigger than me. Everybody follow what I'm saying? If I'm in this church, if this building is him and I'm in him, and God tells me to move forward, but I move backward, but I'm in the building. While I'm moving backward, the building is moving forward. So even when I'm moving backward, I'm still moving forward in him. He told me to move forward, but I move backward. But I'm in the building that's moving forward, so my backward is forward in him. He told me to turn right, and 
turn left. But while I'm turning left, I'm in a building that's turning right. So even when I turn left, I still turn right. Y'all miss what I said because I'm in him. I can't miss him. Now I fall. Y'all miss what I just said. I actually fall. But I fall in a building that's still standing. So because I fail in a building that's still standing, I never Oh, we're too far in him to miss him. I need somebody in here that'll bless the God that says, in me you live, in me you move, in me you have your very being. You never fail, you never lost, you never missed him because you're... God, I don't know about you, but I twinkle my toes when I think about that. I wiggle my fingers when I think about the goodness of Jesus. You telling me when I fail, I never fail? Because you looked at your son standing and I fell in him. So because I fell in him and he never fell, you look at me and say, man, you never fail. Stand back up. If you've done all you can do. So, you slip back into drinking, but who you're in never drank. And so, even though you slip back into drinking, when the Father sees you, he sees you as somebody who don't drink. Because you're in. See, we don't like that because that's too much. Because we want to think, oh, I got, I got to miss. Okay, no, 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 no. Let me put it this way: as far as he's concerned, you never drank a day in your life. How many of you were delivered from alcohol? No, you weren't. You never drank. The only reason why you're not drinking now is because you never drank in the first place. It was in him that brought you into deliverance. Talk to me up in here. I, I, come on here. I got uh, You might have slipped up and start watching pornography again. Glory be to God. But I'm here to tell you right now, who you're in never watch pornography. So when the Father looks at you, He does not look at you as a man that needs to be delivered from pornography. He treats you like a man that never looked at pornography. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Anybody in here ever looked at pornography before? But you, oh, <laughs> but if I do it in Him, I never. The only reason I can stop is because I was in him when I did it. If he treats me like I never watched pornography because I did it in him, why would I keep watching pornography? If he treats me like I never drank only because I was in him, why in the world would I keep drinking? It is the goodness of God. It is the goodness of God that leadeth a man unto repentance. Man, I have been faithful in my prayer life. I have been faithful in reading my Bible. I have been faithful in paying my tithes. But I'm in him. So guess what? You've always paid your tithes faithfully. You pray consistently. And you read your Bible all the time. Because he, Now look, if, if the Lord looks at us right now, is he going to see us or the building? Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
If a plane comes over the sky right now, is that plane going to see us or the building? It's in him we live. It's in him we move. And it's in him we have our... Somebody need to thank God that you're free right now. See, see... Him because you're in him. Why do we hate that? Why do we hate the fact that if God told me to move forward and I move backward, I still move forward because I was in him who moved forward. I don't care how much I move backward in this building. If this building moves forward, at the end of the day, my backward was still forward. Because I'm in the building when I did it. It's in, I don't care how many times I fall, if the building is still standing, I never fail. Because I'm in Him. It's in Him we live, it's in Him we move, and it's in Him we have our... Put up that slide for me. Watch this. One of the reasons why we don't like that because we think we got to focus on sin solely to deal with sin. Right. But that's not how the Lord did it. The kingdom ain't intimidated by sin. The kingdom will sow a mustard seed in a mound of sin. The kingdom will take something this small and sow it into something this big and say it's bad enough to work through the whole earth. He does not remove all the sin before he gives his grace. Right. Because sin has never been as strong as grace. Come on. That's right. Come on. Death is not as strong as life. Right. Come on. Death is weak compared to life. Second Corinthians 5, verse 18 and 19, in the Amplified Version, it deals with it. But all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, making us acceptable to him, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that by our example we might bring others to him. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, but canceling them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation that is restoration to favor with God. When we're in him, we cannot miss him because who we're in cancels out what we did. When we're in him, we can't miss him because who we're in cancels out who uh, what we did. In the kingdom, his identity cancels out my actions. I'm not what I did. I am whom I in. I'm going to say that again. I'm not what I did. I am who I'm in. His identity cancels out my 
actions. We're too far in him to miss him. In him is a location I live the rest of my life from. Jesus is perfect. Guess what? I'm going to live the rest of my life perfectly. I'm going to speak perfect for the rest of my life. I'm going to think perfect for the rest of my life. My heart is perfect for the rest of my life. I'm a perfect worshiper for the rest of my life. Because in him I live. Yeah. And in him I move. And in him I... The daddy will never be dis- disappointed in me for the rest of my life. Father will never reject me for the rest of my life. He's always pleased with me for the rest of my life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. This is so important. Thank you. Because this in him revelation removes the bondage of fear. We always think we did something to mess up what God has done in our lives. But it moves the bondage of fear and it puts religion out of commission. Amen. We can't miss the move of God. We can't make a mistake that messes up his promise for our lives. Amen. We can't uh, stop this outpouring. You don't have to worry about, is this outpouring going to continue? Is this revival going to continue? I'm here to tell you right now it's going to continue. And there's nothing wrong you can do to shipwreck it. I don't care how many songs the praise team don't sing in accord with what God is doing. We still didn't miss God because we didn't sing the right songs in him. And even though... We didn't sing what heaven was singing. We were in heaven when we sung, so heaven hung. It frees us from the bondage of pressure and performance and depending on our strength and trying to figure out a scheme. We could just bless him. We can just seek him. We can just exalt him. We can just extol him. We can just magnify him. We can only miss God if we don't understand the in him revelation. And so we focus on our insufficiency and trying to do better and trying to change this instead of trusting in the God of all sufficiency. Tell your neighbor, he's all sufficient. In him we live, move, and have our being. You know, I got in Christ, and after I was in him, can I testify, and I'm not saying this is the right way to do it, I still drank a few times after I was in him. But I was in him. And so I was able to stop drinking because the God I was in saw me as somebody who never drank to begin with. Do y'all see how sneaky God is? Man, God, you talk about covert operations. You talk about, man, God is the smoothest operator. But we just don't understand. Man, none of these jokers we think got swag and got cool, got smooth, are smooth like God. Satan said they can't be changed if they're separated from God because they need God to be changed. Sin separated us from God. Now, that is that God was in 
In him we live, move, and have our being. What God said is, I can't get to him from heaven, but I can get to them in a man. So I'm going to put them in a man. And the reason why you stopped drinking after you got in that man is because God was in him and he was washing you. God was in him and he was delivering you. God was in him and he was purging you. God was in him and he was breathing on you. God Almighty, God had to be in him because I still did some stuff that I shouldn't have did. But God was in him and he took the liquor out of my mouth. He took the black and miles out of my mouth. He took the weed out of my mouth. He took the perversion from me. God was in Christ reconciling me the entire time. Hey. condition in opposed to our current condition. In him, we have our actual condition despite our current condition. In him, we're permitted to have our actual condition in spite of our current condition. In other words, my current condition might be heavy. But in him, my actual condition is full of joy. So I can actually, in him, cause my current condition to bow to my actual condition every time I understand the privilege of being in him. See, what, this is what we have to understand. My current condition could be alcoholic, but my actual condition is sober. 
in him my current condition must bow to my actual condition so what I'm trying to tell you the good news is no matter what you felt no matter what happened last night no matter what you went through last week no matter what you draw through those doors your current condition must bow to your actual condition in the Lord Jesus Christ can I help you understand your actual condition your actual condition is healed your actual condition is free your actual condition is full of joy your actual condition is righteous your actual condition is holy your actual condition is full of mercy your actual condition is forgiveness your actual condition is peace in him in him we live in him we my God I need somebody to clap in him I need somebody to shout in him I need last night you're in him so you look the same way you looked before last night happened i don't care what happened last week you're in him so you look the same way you looked before last week happened in him there's a glory to this gospel that religion has cheated us out of in him we live in him we move, and in him we have our being. In him we have our being now. Everybody say, in him we have our being now. We already have as our being in him what we're yet becoming in time. We already have our being in him what we're yet becoming in time. In him, please hear this, this is so important, our ability to become is released because by faith we understand that we already be. Rejecting my being hinders my becoming. We already be in him, but we're still becoming in time. Rejecting my being hinders my becoming. Back to the church parallel. I am in the church, Brian, but I fall. The church is being in him, so I fall, right? But in him, my being is, I stand. So if I'm ever going to now become erect again or stand again I must acknowledge my being in him while I'm still lame God I'm still standing no no I ain't told wait till you stand up no 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 because the building I'm in never fails God I'm still standing never miss you. God, you love me. God, I'm your righteousness. God, I love obedience. God, I will lay down everything for you. God, you're all that I ever wanted and all that I ever needed. Not God getting me back up. Not God change me. No, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand in my being. And if I stand in my being, I'll become the stand that I already
already be. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I already be free. I am free right now. I already be Sunday. I already be holy. I am holy right now. I already be righteous in him. In him I have my being. And if you don't acknowledge your being while you're still becoming, you can never become. What you actually be. Wow. That's the faith factor in it. Who you're in never smoked. So you can't ask the Father to tell Jesus to stop smoking. I know. I, I wouldn't tell him to tell Jesus to stop smoking. I'll tell him to tell, help me stop smoking. But hold on, you're in him. The nicotine can't get in him. In you unless he's smoking. You better be careful what you claim you got because you're putting it on him. But my Bible says he already was wounded by our transgressions. He was already bruised by our iniquity. The chastisement of his peace was upon him and he already buried it on a hill called Calvary. God, deliver me from smoking. That's why you can't stop smoking. Because you're in somebody that never smoked. So God can't make you stop doing something you never did. He has to have you acknowledge who you really be. That's called faith. Young people, you'll never stop watching pornography and say, stop watching pornography. you got to start acknowledging who you be. I be the one that only, whatsoever things are good, that's what I look at. Whatsoever things are lovely, what, if there be any good report, my eyes never sway to the right nor to the left. I love holiness. Holiness is beautiful to me. These other times, that's who you be in Him. If I could just get over depression, I can't. God can't deliver you from depression because you're full of joy. Joy can't get depressed. You can't depress joy. Right. Come on now. Come on. Man, if we really understand the power of this gospel and stop letting religion dupe us out of the real privileges that we have in Christ Jesus. In sight, I fail. In him, I stood and never failed. Right. So I am going to now ever stand. I've got to understand he doesn't look at me as one who falls. He looks at me through the lens of his son. Every time he sees me, he sees In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. Watch this. When I don't understand that I be what I'm becoming, 
I'll deny myself of ever becoming. I must be willing to declare my actual condition in him in spite of my current condition. It's called faith. Right. Amen? Amen? It's good to agree with these things in theory, but we have to now impute them by faith. Right. By faith. Faith is the only thing that makes any of this work. Right. Amen? Amen. So, the Lord, I'm going to tell you what the Lord intends to do tonight. He intends to bring us into another dimension of trusting Him. See, this is a, this is a message about fortifying our trust. Why? So He can bring us into oneness. Right. God's ultimate agenda is to bring us into oneness. And without trust, we can't be one with him. Right. We, and without trusting him, we can't be one with him. See, that is trust. And everybody says, well, I agree with that. That's true. But then when you talk about God, you always separate yourself. Right. Come on. How, I, just want, I just want to glorify God. I don't want to glorify him, but you're in him. Right. I don't want to talk about him. I just want to talk, but you're in him. Amen? There's no way we can accept oneness without trusting being in Him. His state can never become our state without trust. His condition can never become our condition, and our condition can never become His condition. God wants to be formed. We need to be formed, conformed into His image so now He can function through our image. He wants to be like us just as much as we need to be like him. God is not a man. But let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have them. Every time we start talking about this, religious people get nervous. What if God wants to look like you? Come on. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you claim sonship? Religion don't have a problem with getting better. Religion ain't got a problem with God changing stuff. Religion ain't even got a problem with getting saved and not to go to hell. But it does have a problem with people being sons. Because then you're saying you look like God and God wants to look like you. Your children look like you. Right, man. And you look like your children. Right. I and him and him and me. He wants to look like me and he wants me to look like him. All right. Let me move on because I see that that's... John chapter 17, verse number 20. John chapter 17, verse number 20. John chapter 17, verse number 20, says here, Neither John chapter 17, verse 20. All right, good, 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 good. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through there, that they all may be, y'all see that? 
1, As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are. I in them, and thou in me, verse 23, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. I want to go back to verse 21. It says, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent us. Key word, us. Everybody say us. Until we enter into a... The realm called us. There is a measure of glory that we cannot inherit. Also, there is a measure of worldwide witness that we cannot function in. There is a measure of glory until until we enter into the realm called us. There is a measure of glory that we can't function in. And there's a measure of worldwide impact that we cannot. Uh, well, can I help you to understand that you were created to impact the world? I'm going to say that again. You were you actually designed to impact the world. You are a world changer. You are a world impactor in him. Keyword us. Until we enter into the us realm, there is a measure of glory we can't inherit. Also, there is a measure of worldwide witness that we can't function in. That they may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. That's worldwide impact. Because now it's us. And the glory you have given me, I give to them. The us realm... Is when it's no longer we, then Jesus. Uh-huh. Or we and, and God. It's us together. Come on. Right. I and him. And him and me. We're no longer separated. We're in one another. It is the us realm. Everybody say the us realm. It is the us realm. Once we enter into the us realm, our ministry immediately begins to have worldwide ramifications. Why are we beginning to now feel the waves of greater authority that is being now uh, uh, um, released upon our house and released upon us, the, the realms of great authority, simply because we're entering into more of an us expression than it is God and then me or me and then God. Amen. That us expression comes through intimacy. But we cannot enter into the us realm without a key to unlock the us realm called trust. Trust is what makes us possible. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. Trust is what makes us possible. In, In fact, there is no us without trust. If you take the T and the R off the front and the T off the back, you got us. Why? Because there is no us without trusting being in me. Amen? Within the actual word trust, us is produced. Trust is what makes the us called oneness. It makes us vine to branch. It makes it possible. There can be no us, us in him and him in us, Without trust. 
That's what this is about. This is about the fact, I'm here to tell you right now, we cannot miss God. I'm here to tell you right now, we cannot miss his promise. I'm here to tell you right now, you cannot miss his window. I'm here to tell you right now, you cannot miss his destiny. I'm here to tell you right now, you cannot miss what he has now called for your life to operate in. We cannot miss it. And if we fear that we can miss it, we can never enter into the us realm. How can I miss him and I'm in him? Whatever he's doing. We don't have to sing the song, Lord, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. You can't. You can't do it without me. I'm in you when you did it. You don't got to sing that song no more. He ain't going to do it without you. He can't. Wow. We don't like stuff like that. You know why we don't like stuff like that? Because we like bondage better. Bondage feels better. You better watch out. God is going to chop you. You better watch out. We love that more. Because many of us have been birthed by Hagar. The carnal church that never really knew God so tried to figure him out and then taught something they never met, just tried to figure out. You can't learn God. You got to know God. You can't teach about something you tried to figure out. You know why the world hates sons? You know, I'm going to tell you right now. Well, if you become a son, you will be hated. You know why religion hates sons? Because sons can say this is the way it is and what you said is wrong. And religion don't like that. Can't nobody know exactly. You have what you think. I have what I think. You can think whatever you want to. I know. I don't care about your thinking. That's why I don't get mad when I talk. I don't have to get mad when I argue a point with you because I know you're wrong before you start. If it's something that I met, I care what you... I, care what you, I met what you're trying to give a thesis of. And religion can't stand it. Who do you think you are? You old prideful joker. There ain't nobody else claimed that they could whoop the giant. But you want to come here acting like you can take his head off. And, and, and there's something about you that's different. There's something about you. Ain't nobody else said that you could just know. We just don't know. And then you come and say we know. How dare you with your prideful self? And now David can look back at them and say, with your scary self. This uncircumcised Philistine is defying the armies of the living God. Y'all ain't got tired of being scared of giants yet? It was giants that kept your mom and dad off the promise. And now you go. You ain't got over the fear of giants yet. Thank you, Lord. Trust. There must be trust. And there must be an embracing of sons. Yes. 
There must be an embracing of sons in the earth. You got to recognize when you are now being led or you're being ministered to by sons of God. There are people who teach and then there's people who teach with authority. Amen. And you have to recognize the difference between the two. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we should be, but we know when we, we shall see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself. Even as he is pure. I'm here to tell you we cannot miss the move of God. Not as long as we're in him. Now I'm going to tell you this. God will chasten you in him. Right. See, a lot of people don't understand it. I could fall in this building and break my hand and have to get a cast, but that don't change the fact that I'm still in the building, even though I got hurt. Amen? Can I? Yep. God could tell me to go to the kitchen, and I hang out in the living room, and the meal is served, right? And I don't eat that night. Because it's gone by the time I get there. Does that mean I miss God? No, because I'm still in the house with the kitchen. But it's chastening. It's discipline. But what winds up happening is this. This is what we got to be careful of. One of two things. Number one, God will begin to get very severe when you persist in your sin. In him. Right. Because what you're doing is you keep backing up, and it's okay because I'm still moving forward, but you won't stop. Come on, Rick. Thank you, Lord. And I still, as far as I'm concerned, you're still moving forward, but the problem is you keep doing it. Thank you, Lord. And you come back again, and as far as I'm concerned, you're still good, but you keep backing up. And you keep backing up. And eventually what you do is I'm t- you turn the wrong way. And you leave him. You walk out of him and live in a place called sight. It'll get real severe when you persist. It'll get real severe because God wants to stop you from leaving but even more so, he wants to stop himself from vomiting. Come on. Come on. See, I'm, I'm, when you're in him, but you keep on living a life that disagrees with him, when God says he'll vomit you out of his mouth, that's not a punishment because nobody vomits intentionally. I actually tried to hold it down. I actually tried to keep you in me. I actually tried to keep you in, 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 in grace. And I tried to keep you in mercy, but you persisted. And you persisted. And you persisted. Vomiting is always something we do involuntarily. Right. It's when God finally said, it, that food didn't agree with me. And he vomits you out of his mouth. I'm going to warn you right now. Dogs will eat their vomit, but Jesus won't. Once vomiting, that's it. That's it. 
but he's big. He's wide. He's long. And he's deep. There's a long way before you get there, but you sure enough can get there. I want to warn you of something. Because I want to warn you, individual, that's now, what's the word I'm looking for? Wasting the grace of God. The Bible says you can receive the grace of God in vain. We can celebrate the fact that I'm still standing because I was in him when I was sinning, but when are you going to celebrate the fact that you ain't got to sin no more and stop sinning? That celebration means nothing. I remember an evangelist said it this way. If I have, I know I'm on an island. He said it this way. It was real, real simple. And I know the island is going to be destroyed if I don't get off of it. Right? And I I have no way off of it. Right? And I'm just stuck on this island. And grace brings a hot air balloon and sits it on the island. I'm so busy celebrating the fact, oh, I got a way out. Oh, he made a way for me. Oh, I don't have to stay here, but I never leave. If, if I never use the balloon that I'm celebrating, I got, what good was it? I'm here to tell you some of you are overdue in your change. You should have been changed, man. And you keep going back to playing dice with the grace of God. Russian roulette with the kingdom of heaven. Going back to what you know that you shouldn't be doing. Can I just talk to you just for one minute? You always know you're going to sin before you sin. That's right. That's right. Sin is premeditated 100% of the time. You knew when you called them what was going to happen. Right. Every time. I don't know. It just happened. Liar. Come on. You know every single time. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, how do you know that? Because I was a sinner. Right. I know how it works. You run the whole scenario, and then you say, well, I'm just going to call them. I'm just going to let them come over. I'm just going to tell them we're going to watch TV. Stop, boy. Y'all don't know the game? I know the game well. You play too much. We know the rodeo. And y'all be thinking y'all doing something. Y'all ain't doing nothing new. Man. We did it better than y'all. And that ain't a compliment, actually. It ain't a compliment. It ain't a compliment. I don't know that because I'm a prophet. I know that because I, I came through a pathway called sin. It's the same thing. Stop playing with it. You playing with sin, but sin ain't playing with you. It has one intention every single time. To steal, kill, and destroy. Everybody stand to you. Thank you, Lord.